Welcome to Fostering Solutions, a podcast that uplifts people and enterprises making positive impact in communities around the world. I'm your host, Dr. Michelle Foster. My guest today on this special series of um, Maximizing Impact, Success Strategies, um, my guest is Darrell Miller. Darrell, how are you today? I'm doing all right. How are you? Pretty good. So let's just start off by uh, telling the audience about yourself. Who is Darrell Miller? Well, I am uh, born and raised on the west side of Charleston. Mm -hmm. I grew up here uh, most of my life. I run a nonprofit that I, that really started off of literacy, reading, had reading problems growing mm -hmm. up as a kid, uh, and I stayed in trouble because of them. So, you know, I prayed about it and asked the Lord if He showed me, I show other people. So that's been able. That's been that's been my journey a little bit. Yeah, I've been from Charleston and from the West Side, and okay, okay. Mm -hmm. And you're a dad, and yes, I have a beautiful little girl. <laughs> She's okay. six years old. She's awesome. That awesome. that that was a life changer. In what way? <laughs> you know, it made me nervous and also focused at the same time, if I okay, understand that, okay, you know. Okay. Just that I didn't want to. One of the things is being honest with you, I don't want to leave my little girl before before she's old enough to take care of herself. So I try to take care of myself as much as I can. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a great philosophy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So you are currently the um, – CEO, executive director of Keep Your Faith Corporation. Talk about how you got to the to your current position. Uh, well, we started off. It's like a volunteer organization. Mm -hmm. uh, we would go into the homeless shelters and do reading comprehension, uh, self esteem classes. Uh, and like I said, I had reading problems growing up, so I worked with a couple of retired teachers that would that come tag along with me and help me kind of mm -hmm. kind of work on it. I, I learned that self esteem was probably the um, First thing you need to work on, especially with, with adult men. Right, um, right. And then we went on to doing more work. And then Keep Your Faith, we branched out into the school system, uh, which I always wanted to get into, just kind of talk to them, identify some of the problems I had as a kid, mm -hmm. and see if they check their readings, see if they know how to read and stuff. And then not just a behavior issue, you know, it might be a reading problem. Because a lot of times it's disguised as a behavior issue, uh, and it's really a literacy issue. A, yeah. You know, and, and some mm -hmm. guy, you know, you don't want to. You don't want to get embarrassed, <laughs> but, you right, know. So you're going right. to do whatever you ha can. Like, like, you know, get told me it's time for me to read. I would show off a little bit, just this, mm -hmm. so I didn't distract, kind of distract yeah, from yeah. the problem. Yeah, yeah. And then mm -hmm. that that came a problem, you know, for me as I grew up. I kept, I had a little label because of that. Uh, but mm -hmm. I, I've, I've cried out to a couple of people about reading, and then, you know, to say this organization started for that. We identify um, classroom behavior. We started Westside, not Westside, it was Glenwood at the time, Glenwood mm -hmm, Elementary mm -hmm. School. And we did classroom behavior, this, and like checking reading and stuff like that. And then we went on from there. Um, I worked with a man, Mr. Tolliver. And we I started doing gardening. Oh, yeah, yes. everyone knows Mr. Tolliver. Yeah, he used to call me and like, man, really, this lady Bonnie McClure. Shout out to Bonnie McClure because Bonnie McClure really mm -hmm. connected us. She was a counselor at Westside at the time. Okay. And uh, she said Mr. Tolliver needed a little bit of help with his gardens, and so I like, well, I knew him from my uncle and them because my mm -hmm, uncle, mm -hmm. uh, you know, grew up with him. So then I met him. We used to just hang out at his garden, myself and Larry, a couple of the guys. Uh, Don, we used to just hang out at his garden just to show people that he had support. Right. And he used to be like, you need to take this master junior master gardener class. Um, it was like, man, I'm all right. <laughs> you know, I like gardening a little bit, but I wasn't really into it like that. Right, right. And he just kept saying, and then he left the flyer on my on my, uh, on my my truck one day, and I looked at it, and I, and I registered. Mm -hmm. And it's been off to the races, so I thank him for That's that. Awesome. 
Awesome, awesome. So what keeps you, because you've had a couple of different positions in the nonprofit sector. Mm-hmm. So what do, you, what do you think keeps you in nonprofits? Well, I like being able to uh, directly work with the people. You know, mm-hmm. and kind of get in it. You know, I, I've had a positions where I've been blessed enough to to kind of see both sides and get an understanding right. of if if you're not at the table, you just you just reaping, you just really dealing with the uh, decisions the people at the table made. You're on there on the menu. Yeah, <laughs> basically. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I decided to to jump in that game on that side of it as well, mm-hmm. so I can get an understanding of uh, what what impact do I need to make in the community. Right. Right. Okay. Okay. So this series is about maximizing impact. What does that mean to you when you think about that term, maximizing impact? I, I, you know, I, the impact I would like to make and the maximizing of it is, is that some of the programs that, that we're creating and doing mm-hmm. last longer than I do. You know, that mm-hmm. I think so sustainability, sustainability mm-hmm. right? And once I'm gone, you know, it won't be like. Well, that was a good program that they used to run. Yeah, the Durrell <laughs> used to run, but yeah. now, oh, well, yeah. yeah, yeah like, yeah. if something happened to me, that the bones is already there. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the plans through through, through meetings and, and talking and sharing with each other as a group uh, that, that lasts longer. I've learned that as being at the top of leader sometimes, if you don't communicate well, mm-hmm. then mm-hmm. some of your some of your ideas and some of your goals and vision will, will fade with you. Right, right, right. So I know you got a copy of my book, Maximizing Impact, Success Strategies for Dynamic, um, Dynamic Nonprofits. Wonderful book. So what what chapters really resonated with you? Uh, well, you know, the first one, I really liked Chapter 10. Mm-hmm. Chapter 10 was kind of, if, if you don't got the book, get it, and, and don't skip chapters. <laughs> but if you get to Chapter 10 <laughs> and you're thinking about writing a proposal, you can put that book down right beside you and do it. Because okay, the way okay, the way you talk about the do's and don'ts mm-hmm. and what you shouldn't that mm-hmm. that that was empowering. And what funders look for, and, and what they look for, mm-hmm. and kind of building a relationship, even if you don't mm-hmm. get the funding. I think that's something that I've learned. Even if I don't get the funding, still keep a good relationship and understand what you you know how you can improve and right? how you yeah. can improve. Mm-hmm. And and, and uh, I think chapter ten was one of the was a good one for me. Uh, I think I know was it fourteen? Um, was it fourteen? What what was that when what was the topic? It was strategies. Strategies and planning. Strategic planning. Yeah. Yep, yep. Yep. Yeah. That one that one right there. That was almost because at first, you know, to be honest, um Yep fourteen, I knew it. I like I just <laughs> because at the beginning of doing this, you just get into it and what the thoughts in your head and mm-hmm. what your partners walking, but then working with uh, the Greater Canal Valley and, and Megan and them, they started talking to me more and yourself, talking to me more about strategic planning. And I really mm-hmm. didn't, just being honest, I didn't really understand what that meant. So I had to get a understanding of it and see how, mm-hmm. why it's, in, it's important. I really think it's important to a right. project because if you don't really sit down and kind of get those goals, how to figure out what you want to do, mm-hmm. you, you, so you, you can, can make really- it happen, but... To make sure you have some kind of some kind of overall vision to guide everything that you do, yes. right? And th- and then it goes back to if something happens to me, <laughs> that mm-hmm. that strategic plan is still there, so it, the ship is keep going forward, keep moving forward. Very very good point. So what I know you you run a number of different programs. Which one do you think it's be is being most impactful, and how do you know? Wow, well, you know we have a. We have a lot of great programs to me, and I think besides the Westside Grown Project is a, is a is something that is impactful. I think because of the the 
the amount of people we've been able to touch through mm -hmm. feeding as well as the job creations and that right. i think all of that you know our behavior health is mixed in between that but i think Westside grown is probably my favorite i think mm -hmm. this the i've been we have been able to give out over ten thousand pounds of food uh we we do so, workshops. So meeting those basic needs. The basic that people needs. Have, mm -hmm. right? Because sometimes you're hungry, you can't get a lot done. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, you want to do well, but your stomach hurting, your head hurting, and then you start thinking, you know, what I'm what I'm gonna eat. So I think if you you feed somebody, uh, get that that basic need met, then you can work on the other things. Right, right. So important. So, um, what strategies do you think would help you to maximize your impact? I think being having, like the book said, having an honest assessment about yourself and your programs mm -hmm. and, and the team mm -hmm. around you. I think because if you're sugarcoating what you're doing and, and you're not mm -hmm. being honest with it, it's never going to it's never going to grow to me. Right, you know, because right, right. you can't fix it. You know, you just you just putting a bandaid on it or ignoring it. So I think one of the the main points is is really being honest with your assessment of yourself and your programs. Right, right, right. That's so true because you you know you've have, you've got to keep it real if you want to. Yeah. Address what needs to be addressed, good or bad, because you want to be able to tell your story, don't you? Yeah, you got to be honest with it, and because it, it's easier mm -hmm. when you're telling the truth. That's you right. Know? That's yeah, right. You just, you just, it come off real quick. Mm -hmm. So, what do you know now that you wish you knew when you first started in your position? Because you started volunteering, yeah, and you were still working a full time job elsewhere. Mm -hmm. So it's like, what do you know now that you wish you knew when you first? started with keep your faith well i i mean i think one of the things i i didn't know at the time is how much energy and how much time it really needs it's not easy it's, no. <laughs> it's a lot of work it's a lot of work it's more than a 40 hour week job. running a nonprofit is a lot of work yeah yeah and I, I at the beginning i thought i could do both uh mm -hmm. but just by being just doing this completely i've seen uh, the impact on the organization by really dedicating all your effort. Yes, one hundred percent effort. You know, and and, and I wasn't giving. I was probably giving maybe seventy percent and thirty percent to everywhere else. You know, mm -hmm. work wise, mm -hmm. but giving this one hundred percent to us, uh, I've seen a, a lot of change and a lot of growth in us. Right, right. Any regrets that you've gone? You've done it full time. No, no regrets. I uh, can't good. complain at all. That's, that's I appreciate good. it. I remember the first time I, I was working for a nonprofit for about nineteen years and management change and things change you know and uh, uh i remember that first week I, I called you and talked to you and and then reading the book and learning some things about you i was like okay she could really feel me i well, know exactly <laughs> what yeah. you're going through yeah. so it's like you know get this may look bad right now but god clearly has something better for yeah, you yeah yeah that Absolutely. was probably one of the best talks I, i've had the, the encouragement wise to be like mm -hmm. i know what i feel right but to hear somebody give you an encouragement to mm -hmm. do it, it it was different Absolutely. Been there. Been yeah. there, done that. Yeah. So what are you most proud of in, in the work that you do? Like, what do you, what do you, what keeps you doing what you do? What are you most proud of? I, the one, the, the most, I'm proud of the, the team we've built mm -hmm. and, 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 and the name we're, we're creating. Mm -hmm. uh, because, you know, we, we, we plan to do, continue to do the work we do, but we really do it. You know, we don't, dollars come and go, you know. Right. <laughs> but, Fund, funding changes, <laughs> oh, right? Yes, yep, you, you yep. could be up top one year or next mm -hmm. month, it'd be completely different. So the work in, in, the, in the team we've built, I think I'm really proud of them. You know, mm -hmm. I'm proud of the way they push me and, and allow me to, to talk you know, and express my feelings, but also right. give me a like, okay, well, let's do boom, boom, boom first, you know, so that I'm, I'm really proud of us. 
And are they do they do they tell it to you straight? Do they yes, give, they yeah, do. You need that. <laughs> yeah, you don't need a bunch of yes people around you yeah. all the time. Yeah, you? that don't work. You that know, don't, you need people because you end real. up being frustrated. Uh, you know, because mm-hmm. you, you get frustrated with them. You know, when you go in the room, you can't really, you can't give them it to them because like, oh, he's not. <sighs> right, right. Yeah, uh-huh. you know, you need somebody that's gonna well, hold up, bro. <laughs> Before you even finish your sentence, <laughs> tell you to stop. Yeah, you need that. <laughs> yeah. You need that. So when you think of you, you know, the future of the organization, what what are some areas that you can grow? I think our workforce part of our organization is mm-hmm. going to grow. Workforce development. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I so think talk some more is. about that. What are you doing now, or what do you? Where do you see it growing? Uh, right now, we we having a partnership. We work with uh, Coalfield Development. We're mm-hmm. working with them. Uh, we've done three cohorts with them: uh, fiber optic wiring, construction, and now deconstruction. Um, but I can see it going in a sense where we can do trainings, even dealing with. I, I work with guys coming off from prison. Mm-hmm. <laughs> For years, right. and there's some of the, the things you need. They need to learn when they come home. Soft skills. I think soft skills is, is not just for guys coming off from prison. For people that in general, in general, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. to be able to to deal with an employer that they really don't like, but it's not about that or different things. You know, mm-hmm. I think um, so. The workforce has a, a great opportunity to grow, as well as our behavioral health program. Mm-hmm. I've had this month has been. The most calls I've got from men, black men, calling me, asking me about therapy. And at the beginning, it wasn't like that. Interesting. Yeah. So the stigma is being yeah, eroded. Yeah, it? and I'm proud of that because so That's they can awesome. call us and we'd be like, okay, we can come help you. And even mm-hmm. this one guy, so I just want to, can we just walk and talk? And just I'm like, okay. And, and, and we're going to walk and talk and ease them into a therapy session. Right, you know, right, right. I don't mind um, having conversations with folk about some of the issues. And I tell them, I'm not a therapist, though, but I do have a great ear. <laughs> and, right. and I do have some strategies and you can, can help you. And can kind of pass them on to Slide the, them on off to right. the therapist. Yeah. So that's, that's, been, that's been a great program, too. And I think people want to see people that look like them and have similar experiences. Yes. When, they, when they're in those positions, don't they? Yes. Because they, they, they'll say something and I know what they're talking about. Right. And they don't right. have to really you know, explain a lot. They might say one little word, oh, bro, I know what you're talking about. I didn't do this, that. The right, story just right, happened right. to me. And they were like, word. And then it gets into a conversation where then, then the trust comes in. And trust mm-hmm. is big. It's huge. <sighs> you know Huge it. in building. <laughs> it's all about relationships. And you can't have a relationship with someone if you don't have trust. If you don't have trust. So I, uh, that, that's been amazing to me. Yeah. So as you, you know, think of these growth opportunities, what kind of resources would you need for, the, for Keep Your Faith? To really get you to that next level, I think one of the things we've been we're trying to develop now is a stronger board. We have a nice board. Mm-hmm. I think a stronger board helps. Uh, I did things I'm learning. Uh, you know, the book has been awesome, and, and reading the book and then knowing the life experiences, like mm-hmm. I know what you're talking about. And right. so we need to do these things to kind of strengthen us. You know, if we exactly. do that, and then I think reach and you out have for, to start somewhere. But yeah. once you know better, you got to do that. Yeah, right. Like I said, you, you got to start somewhere. You shouldn't hesitate to start if it's in your heart and you really want to try to do some resource, push for it, and mm-hmm. go for it. Um, but I think for us, we. We we've been we've been grinding and 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 we seeing what's what can come of that mm-hmm. and that makes you keep grinding to me you know it makes right, me want right. to really really like if I'm mm-hmm. if I'm hustling like this like this has been maybe a year and a half maybe two that I've been like this and mm-hmm. I can imagine what the next three four years can look like absolutely and just really taking that time to build your infrastructure right that's yeah. important absolutely. So f- what advice would you give to someone out there who's thinking of starting a nonprofit? Whether it's similar to yours or not, like what advice would you like to share based on your lessons learned? I I think get with first I 
Sandra Hamlick, she used to run the RCCR. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking about, and, and rest in peace, Al Dean. I was thinking about mm-hmm. non-profits. I didn't know anything about a 501c3, anything. I thought mm-hmm. you just jump in here first. And, and, and she was tough. <laughs> yeah. She was tough, but she was awesome. She, uh, so I think if, if you're thinking about it, get with somebody that's done, doing it mm-hmm. in a similar field or the same field, like you said, you want to be in, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. see if you can maybe just shadow them for a little while you know, and, and get out there and do some work and do the work and see if, if that work you're doing is, is enjoyable enough to continue to push it when them hard times come right right because hard times will come yes they will <laughs> and are you going to endure or are you going to just flake out you right know, it's and just walk like, away throw your hands up you hard know? times will come sometimes them grants be it be five o'clock sometimes due. it's sometimes it's and you killing yourself i remember there were times of just trying to submit stuff and i was getting nervous yeah something's yeah. not working and yeah yeah it don't it's work a lot out of stress. It, it is it's, it's a lot it's, of stress. i know me and my partner sometimes we get like yeah hey, we got we call mountaineer mountain is like a word just calm down chill for a minute yeah, yeah so that, that that's it, that's it, been it, a helpful it, too it can be really stressful so you you know you're dealing with trying to meet you know those uh, basic needs you're working with uh populations with challenges as you look to the future what gives you hope what gives you hope through it all well I did a bunch of new it's a lot of in our neighborhood I'm from the west side and then Charleston period there's a lot of young guys and young women mm-hmm. that are interested in, in in rebuilding our neighborhood you right. know they're, they're, it's, when I was growing up it was different you 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 had a certain it was certain people outside and you, and you rock with them you looked up to them mm-hmm. now that's pretty much kind of fading away where you where you want to be a student there's nothing wrong with that right. and you want to be an entrepreneur and so i think as much as the youth i keep seeing them like different ones just growing and doing events mm-hmm. i was at an event last thursday where a young brother just he just wanted to do it and he put it together he's watched some guys before him and then he did his thing mm-hmm. and i see some other guys like that young ladies that just and so that's encouraging like okay and and that's why i love to put energy into them whether they need some or they just want right, to talk right, right. you know i share that i share my information with them as much as i can so now it's just almost like you are now mentoring a, the, the next generation yeah like i'm the old head you're not you're <laughs> not becoming the old head yeah it's amazing how times change it is it It is so anything else you want to share with the audience uh, well, I'm saying, like I said, if you haven't got the book, I think you should. It's especially if you're thinking about it in nonprofit, or if you've been a seasoned vet in it. Uh, I've been in for a long time. I started watching my uncle Ralph. Uh, mm-hmm. I used to go to meetings with him, just just listening to him. And I remember one time telling him, like, by the time you 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 write, I'm gonna be right beside you. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> yeah, okay. and, and things came around like that. So I think that just just being focused and staying um, staying committed to your goals is is important mm-hmm. when you're in this game. All righty. Well, thank you so much, Darrell, for being my guest. Well, thank you for inviting and all me. All the best with Keep Your Faith. Oh, I'll be watching it. you. You know that. <laughs> yeah, thank you. All righty. Mm-hmm.